Welcome to the Okiki Podcast, where we make inspirational people known. Brought to you by your host, Fian O'Brien. are listening to episode 78 and i also would like to introduce today the okiki video boot camp yes i will be launching a course which i will have a wait list in the show notes and i will be launching some group coaching as well i know there has been a lot of requests lately of people wanting to learn how can they create content for their own brands and so i'm looking forward to bringing you along in the journey with that if that's something that you've wanted to gain skills and techniques on this will be for you. You'll learn systems on how to create content effectively and efficiently and have more time for yourself in the process while reaching your clients. Again, you can find the information for the Okiki Video Bootcamp in the show notes below. On today's episode, I get to interview Octavia Connor. She is a speaker, author, virtual CFO, and strategic business advisor. After spending 10 years in corporate America, helping to build multi-million dollar businesses, and she was the go-to girl for numbers, Octavia decided to ditch that nine to five in 2011 and build her dream business instead. This embarked her on quite the journey of understanding what it actually takes to scale up a business and the ups and downs related to that, which we will talk about in this episode. Her passion led her to birth Say Yes to Profits, which is a virtual CFO firm that helps businesses have more money, more profits, and pay less taxes. And typically, her clients grow between 30 to 300% within 12 months. So we're going to learn more about her and her process. She has been featured on Forbes, YFS Magazine, Smart Hustle Magazine, and the Atlanta Business Chronicle, and so much more. I'm very excited to share with you today if you are a business owner and you are looking to take off some of her advice on figuring out your financials. By the way, if you are enjoying the Okiki podcast, let me know. Leave me a rating or a comment on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And I'd like to know, how are these episodes impacting you? How are you learning and growing because of them? And are they inspiring you to go after your dreams as an entrepreneur? This episode is also brought to you by Okiki Consulting, and we offer bilingual video content strategy services. So whether it's videography, video content strategy, or video editing, we are able to offer that to you in both English and French. You can learn more about it at okikiconsulting.com. And now on with today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Okiki podcast. I am so honored to have this special guest today. And honestly, it's just so cool to have her on the podcast. Her name is Octavia Connor, and she has been quoted by Forbes, featured in Afrotech and Intuit. And she's also uh, one of the top 50 accountants in North America for two consecutive years. 
and also an award-winning best-selling author. So she combines her 20 years of business and accounting and financial experience. She does this with her seven-figure or more business today, and she's helping other entrepreneurs to do the same. So thank you so much, Octavia, for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I am super excited and honored to be here. Thank you so much. Octavia, if you could let us know, how did your journey start? What was your educational background and career background that kind of led to this point? Well, I have been in the accounting field since I graduated high school. And I just climbed a corporate ladder from a data entry clerk to an accounting manager of a billion dollar company. And honestly, I just kind of got to the point where in corporate accounting, you do the same thing over and over and over again. At least that's what it felt like to me. And I got to the point where I was a little bit bored. I kind of felt like I was boxed in, but I still loved accounting. And at that time, my sister was expanding her business and needed a bookkeeper. So I started to work with her part-time and I was working my full-time job. And I always say that's when I was bit by the entrepreneur bug. I was still able to do what I loved, what I had went to school for all those years, what I had worked for all those years, but from a different side. I was able to see the small business side and really get my hands in it and really help, you know, help her take her company to the next level. And again, like I said, I was bit by the entrepreneur bug. I started working with other clients and other clients and then Say Yes to Profits was born. Yes, for sure. Now, I definitely want to kind of walk our audience through that journey because I've read your bio, (laughs) but I want them to kind of know the process. So when you got bit by the entrepreneur bug and you're like, okay, this is what I want to do. um, What was your biggest obstacle then in really starting your business and having it function well? My biggest obstacle, honestly, was mindset. So I knew I could do it. And my thought process was, well, if I am making six figures right now as a accountant for this company, I'm pretty sure when I get out there on my own, I can do the same thing. Right. And I jumped out there and I started working my business and I had clients. I had a lot of clients over time, but I wasn't managing my business like a CEO should. And because of that, my company honestly struggled really bad. And I actually had to go back to corporate America. So I always say I went from this six-figure job as an accountant, started my dream business as an entrepreneur, and literally ended up having a negative $152 in my bank account about 12 months after that. And I had to go back to corporate America. I knew entrepreneurship was for me, like I knew it, but I couldn't understand why I was going through the struggle. I get it now because as they say, hindsight 2020. So I get it now. But at that time, I, I didn't get it. And I started to go back to corporate America. I worked my business part time. I worked corporate America part time. And then I had to go through the mindset shift of being a CEO of the company and operating the company as a CEO should and not just someone who is doing bookkeeping for small businesses. Yeah. So based on what you've shared, I think there's a lot of nuggets in that. And 
I want to kind of go back through your thought process actually during that time, because of course, like business is also emotional. The fact that you were actually doing your dream. And so that sounds like one of the obstacles you've really had to get through. So for some of the listeners listening who they've tried that before and the click hasn't quite happened yet. How do you walk through that, like, I guess, valley of that? Because I'm sure there was a lot of feelings going, having to go back to corporate and like do all of that all over again. So how did you encourage yourself in that season when things weren't quite clicking the way you hoped they would? Honestly, I'll say I started off when I was going through, as I call it, the broke, busted, disgusted period. I felt honestly like a failure at that time. But again, there was something deep down inside of me that just knew entrepreneurship was for me. Like I knew I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. I just couldn't figure out why it wasn't working. So what I had to do is begin to study successful CEOs, successful entrepreneurs. I even hire a business coach and really listen to the things that she went over as well as I started to say, okay, well, if this is a successful business owner um, by all of the different measurements, what are they doing that I am not doing? What should I be doing? And then I started to do a lot of mindset work as well. So affirmations, visualizations, different type of visualizations. Of course, the vision board, but I created like this uh, PowerPoint presentation of where I wanted my company to be for my vision. And I looked at that every day. I would go to sleep and listen to different affirmations that I had recorded in scriptures and things like that to really help shift my mindset. And honestly, like within, I would say about 14 months of going back to corporate America part-time, I was able to go back into entrepreneurship full-time as a six-figure business owner. Literally, we were like, maybe, I think it was like two to $5,000 away from a six-figure business. So I was a six-figure business. <laughs> but yeah, I had to do a lot of the, the things that I just mentioned as mindset work to get back out there into entrepreneurship full time. Yeah, I really appreciate your story because I think there's a lot more stories that are like, oh yeah, I just jumped into this or, you know, and, you know, all in or go big or go home. And I feel like there's not enough realistic stories of what it actually looks like to figure this thing out and like to see the click and to find the processes that can actually help you do that sustainably. As you were working on it and doing your part-time business, when did it start to look like, okay, I think that we're on the right track here? Like at what point in those 14 months were you like, you know what? I think this might work out. <laughs> when I started to realize I had more work to do in my business than I had to do in my corporate job. And I would go on my lunch break at my corporate job and do financial sessions with my clients or, or have meetings with my clients. And I started to see the bank account change as well. And what I was making in my corporate job, I started to make that in double or triple in my business. And I was like, okay, now we are there. And that's when I, I saved 
Because I said, well, this time when I go back out there, I'm not going back. That was my whole mindset. So as the money started to trickle in better and better, I saved tremendously. So that way, when I did decide to go back out, I didn't have to go back. And then I set a date too. I was like, okay, on this day, this is my last day as a forever corporate accountant, I will be a business owner at that time. So in uh, speaking about that, what were some of the initiatives you took to kind of make your brand known and make it visible and establish to people in a way that helps you to grow? How did you really show yourself to the world? One of the first things I did was change my business name. And I changed my business name or rebrand, as many would say, because I wanted people to think of the company differently. Like, even though we are a full service accounting firm, we are not like your traditional accountants where we're just going to do your bookkeeping, your payroll, your taxes. We do all of that, but we also combine those things or services with financial coaching and consulting. So one day I was walking around my office and I was like, what do I want people to think of when they think of me? What do I want people to do? What, What do I want? And I literally kept saying, I want businesses to say yes to profits. When they come in my space, I want them to say yes to profits. I want them to say yes to profits. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh, that's the business name. (laughs) So I started with that name. I made the colors, as I say, green and gold, a little bit bold, a little bit out, out there. And I was like, everywhere I go, everything I do, I'm going to be a walking, talking brand. And I would say the name all the time. Say yes to profit. Say yes to profit. I have the shirts, the shades, the hats, everything. I, I would literally be in the grocery store with the shirt on. And I remember this lady was like, hey, I want to say yes to profits <laughs> because I had the shirt on all the time. And that's what I started to do. And people, you know, just started to notice. And another thing I noticed is that because I talk about finances, it is a misconception that accountants are like boring and kind of, I don't know, just not the life of the party. So when I would do financial sessions, I would tell people, listen, I'm going to say some things off the wall. You know, I'm going to be, I would say proper Octavia one minute, and then I'm probably going to be bullshit ghetto Octavia, but just know it's all for your benefit. And I would get a lot of people that would say, you made accounting fun. You made the numbers fun. And I want you to be my accountant. That's so cool. So it sounds like a lot of it, like you kind of remind me of Richard Branson, how he like wears <laughs> his brand with like Virgin uh, Mobile and all of that. And so I thought it was really interesting. You had all the merch going on and you're like a walking visualization. And then also how you chose to show up, how people experience the brand as well. I also wanted to know, did you find uh, social media or any of those platforms playing any role in also how you presented your brand? Absolutely. YouTube was the biggest game changer for me. I started doing YouTube videos every week and we ended up securing more clients out of where we are located than than in Georgia. At one point had more clients in other states than I ever had in Georgia. And it was all directly from YouTube. So YouTube has always been my number one source. LinkedIn 
has been a great second source for me. And I think, honestly, I've relaxed a little bit on YouTube. We're actually gearing back up again. But I think YouTube has been so big, again, because I try to bring that bubbly, exciting personality while teaching at the same time. And people tend to gravitate towards that. At least that's what I was told. Yes, I love that. I would definitely want to check out your channel to know what that's like. That's wonderful. And another question I have is along your journey, you talked about mindset change and mindset shift and affirmations. Did you have any mentors in your process that really helped you to, I guess, reinforce that, regulate that, increase that (laughs) as your journey went along? I always say I had internet mentors initially. Because believe it or not, when I first started, I would actually call and see if other very successful accountants would be willing to just have a conversation with me. I'm new, you know, in the accounting business ownership field. And I didn't get a lot of responses. Literally, I got one response and I probably made about 50 phone calls. So I was like, well, I'm just going to look at the people online that are really doing it, you know, really big in, in my eyes. So I had internet mentors. I did end up hiring a coach. As far as affirmations, I just knew I needed to encourage myself along the way. So I started to do the affirmations on my own. I would put them up all around my office and read them every so often. And that has really helped me. So I can't say I had a mentor that really helped me with the affirmations. I just knew I needed something to keep myself encouraged and started using affirmations in different forms. Yes. So I noticed that you brought up uh, the fact that YouTube has been such a huge uh, player for you and LinkedIn. Did you notice that you were already positioned well, given all the changes that our world has gone through? For your business to grow? Did anything that has happened impact the flow of your business or did you find it just kept going because you were already positioned on these platforms? I found that it kept going because I was already there. I did, of course, start to really do more educational concepts, especially when like COVID and things like that happened. But long before COVID, It continued to grow. And again, I think it's because I was already on the platform. And it's funny because my marketing assistant and I talk about this a lot. I don't have, in my eyes, a lot of followings on the platform, but I get all of our clients. Well, I'll say about 90% of our clients directly from YouTube. That's very interesting. And so in light of that and in light of how technology is changing and where you see your business Where do you see your business in the next one or three or five years? I would say growing even bigger than we are. So I have this mission that I want to help 1 million business owners cross the million dollar mark. And I feel like in order to do that, we have to have visibility and awareness in every state. So my goal, honestly, is to have at a very, very minimum one client in every state. I also, I was actually just talking to a client this morning. We're going to do a tour soon in the different states. And I just honestly just want to impact the world. I want to show business owners that building a million dollar business, having a company that thrives, that is truly profitable, and it doesn't matter what's going on in the world, is absolutely 
possible. There just may be some things that you have to do. And let me show you how to do that. And let me show you how to cross the million dollar mark with ease. That's amazing. So if you could tell, you know, younger Octavia or someone like that, who's coming up, who sees you and who aspires to do what you're doing, what is some like initial advice that you would give them in trying to go after creating a business? Hey girl, you got this. I would say, put your blinders on. A lot of times you see on social media, the bling, and it looks like everybody is just you know, balling. But can I tell you as an accountant behind the scenes, a lot of times it's not what it seemed like. So just focus on you, focus on your business, focus on serving your clients and your audience with excellency. And before you know it, you will honestly be there. And our second last question for you is, what do you value the most about the position that you're in today? I value the impact that it has on my kids. I've always wanted to provide an environment and a world for them that I wasn't privy to growing up. Coming from humble beginnings, you know, my grandmother, she did the best that she could and it was great. But I I value the fact that they can look at me and they can see, oh, well, if my mom can do it, I can do it as well, or I can do even better than that. It it is possible, no matter the struggle, no matter who says that you can't, because you're going to get a lot of no's, right? But it doesn't matter. If you believe in yourself, you focus on yourself, and you stay true to who you are, it is absolutely possible, whatever that dream, that vision, that goal may be. So I value the impact that I see that it has on my kids, on their lifestyle, on their mindset, on them as a whole. I love that. I love the thinking about the next generation and the people close to you who are seeing you directly and seeing you do the work every day. Like that must be so inspirational for them. And so I wanted to give you a chance to let our audience know where can we find you, Octavia, and learn more from you and learn about Say Yes to Profits. Well, we are on all social media platforms at Say Yes to Profits, and that's P-R-O-F-I-T-S. And I am on Instagram at Octavia Connor with an E-R. So Octavia Connor C-F-O. Normally, YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn is where we are every single day. And of course, you can go to our website. We have a lot of um, good free things there to help business owners say yes to profits and make say yes to profits decisions at sayyestoprofits.com. Yes, thanks so much, Octavia. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. And, you know, of course, I'm based in Canada. So who knows? Maybe you'll be out of state too. Yes, yes. We actually signed our first international client a couple of months ago. So yes, if you're in Canada too, come talk to us. (laughs) For sure. No, thank you so much for sharing your story today with our audience and um, the value you brought. It's just an honor and pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited for this opportunity. Thank you.